Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast number 44. Woo! It's the 44th. 44. Um, in a series of podcasts. Ooh, Beyonce and Jay-Z all listen to this one. That's the voice of Stephanie Seelan. Because it's got the fours in and they're obsessed with the number four. Apparently talking, telling us stuff about Beyonce and Jay-Z that I don't really understand. Very um, informative. Thanks, Kay. Steph has been on all 44 of these podcasts. Is that right? No, you it's missed not one right. Of it. Oh, why did you miss you, one? Oh. Yeah, because John was... Stop bringing it up. She has had holidays. It's allowed. Uh, yeah, I had a couple of holidays. Oh, okay. John's oh, I didn't deliberately bring They it up. are known as the golden age of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, he speaks slower than you, but then... I... So does everyone. I'm going... I to resent that. More slowly. The other voice you can hear is that of Kay Ribeiro, who's been also been on all 44. <laughs> maybe or maybe not. I don't know. Have you? She has been on give all 44. Give or take. Yeah. Give or take. I think I might have had a couple. No, give or take none. You've been on all. You've it's been on all 44. And all 44, we've um, reviewed the main television events that are coming up in the week ahead. And I don't think, I think it's safe to say, I don't think we've missed anything, any major TV event, have we? we I don't think so. And do you know what? Go on. Someone tweeted me, one of our, one of our long-time pogs tweeted me. People Sean, on the ground, say, fans of the show. To say that he is starting the Unmissables from episode one. I'm Shut like, the front door. I said, Don't Who's this person? do it. Who's this person? Who is this oh, glutton for it's, punishment? It's, it's, <laughs> one of our, it's one of our lovely pogs. Wow. Had, had he been drinking? I just. If I've, he hadn't been, then he will be when he starts listening to the. <laughs> it's Cedar Master. Okay. Cedar you know Master, Cedar Master? Yeah. He wow. says. At Steph Sealand, currently working my way through the Unmissables podcast from episode one. Hashtag glutton for punishment. <laughs> oh, glutton. I didn't even know that. I didn't, hadn't seen the tweet. He is acknowledging he is a glutton Do you know what punishment. I said? Oh, God, no. They are awful. Don't do it to yourself. Yeah, that's good wow. advice. Yeah. Well, we want more reviews. That's, that's, that's going up in uh, the next... That's the 64th review we'll put up on uh, Yes, now, iTunes. actually, that is... That is a good point. I'll come to that. Yeah, well, let's not, mm. come to that. Anyway, today is the Today is Not Only the Unmissables podcast. It's a little bit the Unsimables podcast. Doesn't work, but there's a I John like Sim it. theory. John Sim is starring in two of the three programs we're reviewing this week. Not only is he starring in two of the three programs, those two shows are on at exactly the same time on your televisions next Monday, the 12th. Trauma on ITV, which is three parts showing on three consecutive nights. Stars John Sim. And the same night, Collateral, BBC Two, nine o'clock. Boyd, would you say they're starring on... Starring John Sim. Would you say they're on simultaneously? They're on... Oh, <laughs> good one, Seal. God, job done. No point in carrying on. Yeah, that's it. It's over. This is the kind of gold you can expect from episode one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's no way of simulating this level oh. of wit. It just comes naturally. John, our producer, it's, for the record, is shaking his it's, head. Uh, it's very simple for oh. us to do. Yeah, that's enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> and we're also reviewing a show that John Sim isn't in called Bliss, which is a new comedy which does start some very exciting people, Stephen Mangan and uh, Heather Graham out of Boogie Nights. Out of the Foxy Bingo adverts. And Joe Hartley. That's a low fire. Out of the This Is England um, series. Very good. Yeah. And that's coming up on Sky. That's the meat. It's the Sim meat. It is. It's a Sim meat. It is. It's a meat full of Sim. It really is. <laughs> Before that, we like to have a little chat about what we've been watching, listening to, reading, studying, illegally downloading. Oh, mm-hmm. never any of that. This mm. week. Steph Seelan, what's up? I've got a few things to talk about. I finally went to see Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> I know. And I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm actually really surprised by that. Do you know why it was? Because I wanted specific seats to in order to watch it in the cinema. And every time I went to book it, those seats were always taken. 12, 12 and 13. They're the best seats. 27, mm. I think it was 10 and 11 at any cinema. That's, those are the ones I like. 27, 10 and 11. it's kind of like right in the middle and you, it's a very good seat. Anyway. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. So you only go to see a film if you know you can get these two seats. And what's the cinema you're going to? It's in Milton Keynes, MK. <laughs> MK. World. The MK Cineworld, is it like a is it like a an IMAX screen? No, they do have it. Basically, I'd waited so long that they didn't have it in the really, really big screen. So I went to the one which was just a little bit bigger than probably your TV at home. But I got the seats kind of in the middle that I wanted. I know it sounds Do you know what I'm saying? I'm saying Milton Keynes has a lot to answer for, but 
because it's making your, those seats unavailable. It's allowing other people to book them, which is why you are going to the illegal side of stuff to watch stuff. I films. don't know where you're getting that information from <laughs> about my illegal activity. What it needs to have is, is, you know, none. when people like um, famous people get the little plaques on the seats. Yeah, like you me. and Liam should have one each, ten and thirteen or whatever. Well, I'm going to get in touch with them about that because <laughs> that's an excellent idea. Anyway, I went to see <laughs> the Last Jedi, and I have to say, I w- I liked it, but as I said to you before, Boyd, I was I didn't love it. And I was a little bit well, disappointed. You said, when you said to me before, oh, when, you, when I saw you earlier in the week, you mean? Yeah. Yes, Boyd, when yeah. we talked about this. Yeah. I thought you meant you'd all, like, when I reviewed it, like, Listen, even, this is the first time you've seen it. Listen, there can't be any chatting in between the podcast, otherwise, what's the point of that? Yeah, that's true. We have to just... That was illegal. Yeah, that's yeah. another illegal thing you've done. Anyway, I don't know what you guys think, Pogs, but I just thought it was a little bit fractious. I liked all the red stuff. Fractious? You mean, like, fractured? Yeah. Fractured? Do yeah. I mean fractured? Yeah, fractious fractured, means kind of slightly argumentative. Fractious, yeah. No, I mean fractured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was slightly like... Like structurally. Yeah. Mm. You mean when it goes backwards and forth between when they go off to the funny world with the flying horses yeah. and, the, and the... I like the flying horses, Monte though. Carlo, like, yeah. like galaxy but Monte I like Carlo. That bit. The, my other big problem is... It, there should be more aliens and more different types of creatures. Hold on, bear with, <laughs> that are fighting in the actual armies rather than they just seem to all be on this island. There isn't any other unusual creatures like, do you know what I mean, on the, on the bridge. You, you know what I mean. He knows what I mean. There's he not any like Steph, uh, I have strange creatures. Any of Star Wars, taking I know control. There are a lot of strange creatures. Yeah, but they're not. When actually oh, okay. fighting the wars against each other, there aren't. There, the there aren't. The Most of them are humans. There oh, aren't. Okay. Okay. The pogs will agree. Anyway, I also watched... So, oh, my new Twitter friend. I've got a new Twitter friend. And her name is at Mira Jade. And she tweeted me to say that on my recommendation, she watched Law and Order, The Whoa. Menendez Murders. Mm. I know, what a nice girl. Mm. And she said, oh, have you, been watching the Menen- have you been watching The Menendez Murders, Eric Tells All? To which I said, of had course you? I have. Yes. Which is on um, the Crime and Investigation channel, on Sky, not Netflix. And it's the first time Eric Menendez has actually spoken. So he is on it um, via telephone from prison. And it's, wow. uh, and it's, like, it's brilliant because it's like, if you watch Law and Order, the Law and Order thing, mm. it was amazing. But this mm. is like goes into even more detail about loads of things that happened and debunks loads of things. It's brilliant. Five episodes. Get watching. Get watching with me and Mir- at Mira Jade. Now, the other thing I've watched is Citizen Rose on the E channel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you watched it, Boyd? No, I haven't. Rose McGowan. So this is Rose McGowan. I've watched it. It's just a little. Hold on a minute. Sorry, I had a format point. Hold on a minute. Sorry. Because Boyd hasn't watched it. But, Kay, have you watched it? Yes, I have. Have you watched it? Yes. Rose McGowan. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, Citizen yeah. Rose. Yeah. Yes oh, what did you think of it? So this is. Have I you don't. Watched w- it? I don't wish to say. <laughs> okay, she hasn't watched it. So no. this is Rose McGowan, it's who a, what's known as a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Right. So Rose McGowan, who's yeah. Harvey, like, one of Harvey yeah. Weinstein's victims, victims, very early on in her career, and she's been carrying this terrible kind of baggage secret around with her for a while but she's a, a woman's she's an activist now and she obviously had a very successful co- a film career and she was in charmed you know that that um mm. series for a long time but she's obviously now there's this huge re- release because it's all come out and so she's made this documentary following her around just at, after this whole thing came out it's fascinating and she's launched she's she's got Did a book she out called brave that, like, was that already in the was it so it's on the basis of you know, what she revealed about Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's very, very good. I found it very moving. It was very upsetting. How She's many episodes? Very raw. How many she, um, It's just a one-off. It's, it's a like, one-off, but yeah. there's going to be more episodes in the spring. Is, are there? Yes. Oh, right. But it's re- her life is really fascinating. She was born into this cult called the Children of God. Mm. Um, and That's featured in the Heat feature we did on cult, um, cults recently. Didn't read it, but I'm going to. Okay, as at as some point, you're going to have to start reading the magazine. Right. <laughs> But yeah, that's great. That's on Sky at the moment, so you can get that on. That's on the E Channel. On the E, yeah, Yeah. on the E Channel. See, look at my notes. What does that say? She did say that. Channel Sky at the beginning. And I said it at the beginning. All I ask, Boyd, is that you pay more attention to me. That's all I ask. And then I also watched I Tonya. Ah yes. Oh, are we going out out soon in cinemas? But not yet. Oh, I got so a you went special. to a very special. You went to a screening. Went to a very special screening. I went screening. to a screening yeah. to watch it. Actually, yeah. Boyd, thanks very yeah. much. I also went to a screening. Yeah, yeah. and concur. It was it's very good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Margot Robbie's very good. Well, we'll be talking about and it Alison Janney. Yeah, Alison Janney, amazing. But she, uh, Margot Robbie's not going to get the Oscar, is she? Um, I think it's unlikely. Yeah. 
Okay. I have to say. And can I just mention one last thing? And it's just because I today I listened to this amazing... Um, this American Life. So if you, I don't know if you know This American Life, the podcast, yeah. Pogs, but mm -hmm. there's, I mean, all the episodes are brilliant, but there's an amazing episode out now. And it's episode 352, and it's called The Ghost of Bobby Dunbar. And it's all about, sounds mad, but it's all about the nine, like, this kidnapping in 1912 of this little boy called Bobby Dunbar and this woman, um, who is a descendant of his, actually uncovering the truth about what happened to him. It is absolutely how, fascinating. How did she do that? Well, she got a load of letters. Her, one of her relatives said, because it was disputed whether this little boy went missing, it was kidnapped, and it was disputed that he actually, basically they said, he's not really Bobby Dunbar. Dunbar. These people took him in and said, oh yeah, this is Bobby Dunbar. Do you remember that film, The Changeling, with Angelina Jolie was a bit of a mistaken identity? Yeah. Right. And so this other woman spent her life going, no, this is my child who's actually was kidnapped. This isn't your child. That he was raised as Bobby Dunbar and you have to listen to it. It's absolutely fascinating what they uncover. Wow. It's really, really good. That does sound it's good. What, it's, yeah. it's fascinating. What episode number? 352. Okay. Out today. Out today. Mm. That was very quick off the mark. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, well, well I like to be, you know, yeah. keep it up to date. What, what, what a uh, eclectic selection, <laughs> I think, from Steph. Oh, my God. A, yeah. a great selection. And with an underlying kind of crime element. Always. 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 always true crime. Always. 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 If sickos aren't involved, she doesn't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, that's true. And what about you, Kay? Have you been watching or listening to anything not involving true crime? Yes, I have. Because, you know, I don't like true crime. It's, uh, you know, it's a... Fictional crime you're fine with. No crime. No, oh, I do like... I like, you like, like your Poirot. Hold on a minute. I like Poirot. I've got something for you, though. But you like Trevor McDonald, right? Yeah, I love Trevor McDonald. Okay, right. So Trevor McDonald? Yeah. Who doesn't love so him? So did you watch that ITV thing? The ITV? ITV. <laughs> did you watch ITV. that ITV thing? Did I like you the rebranding of ITV as <laughs> yeah, ITV. I think it's about time. <laughs> that Was ITV? it a jail one? He's always in jail. Where yeah. he revisited the, um, the prison that he'd gone to, like Death Row. No, did death you tell row, us about yeah. this before? I... I wanted us to do it, and because I, I said, "Boy, I've watched this in case you want to do it," and he was like, "No." <laughs> he re went back to the prison, the death row, he revisited did. people. Yes. It was on. Is this it still week? on? It was on, it's on ITV. It'll be on the ITV up. hub, oh, wherever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I might have to check that out. Then. Yeah. It's really good. Also very disturbing. Oh, she there's loves a, Trevor though. There's a guy I on it who Trev. basically goes, <laughs> "I've killed loads more people. I'm not telling them that." It's oh. it's, but no, it's that, that's the worst. Why think about those documentaries where they go to? Death Row in yeah. prisons. It's yeah. like he does them. Piers Morgan's done them. Yeah. Louis Theroux's done them. It's yeah. like there must be like a whole like queue of, of like people. They're brilliant. Are there prisons British, left? British TV reporters. They're yeah. waiting to go in, queuing up to interview the Death Row people. Trev's the best though. Is he though? Well, better yeah. than Louis Theroux. Better than yeah, Louis Theroux. Than Louis, no. Hold on. No. no. That's silly. No. But these death row people, they have cats and stuff. They have little like, cats. <laughs> oh, my God. No, they do. <laughs> That's all right, then. No, I mean, I find that shocking because you think they're so vicious that, you know, because a lot of... I thought you meant the cats then because you no. don't have claw shape with your hands. Cats are vicious. Cats are vicious. They can be. But you know, like how usually quite a lot of serial killers, they start out their careers as serial... Careers is not the right word, isn't it? No, sociopaths they usually kill animals. Yeah, they usually yeah. kill animals, don't they? And then you think, oh, go into death row and then you give them a cat. You're like, oh, God, really got to keep a close watch on those cats. God, do any of them kill them? I mean, no, not that I know of. I don't think they'd say. I don't think they'd be. We haven't even them. got to Kay, Kay's picture. Sorry, we're already, anyway. We've been diverted that, down this right. Trevor anyway, McDonald cat death row <laughs> blind alley. Right, is it's everyone on done? TV. It's on Kay, my TV. what have you been watching, right, listening to, everyone's reading? Everyone's done. Okay, so I'm going to briefly mention The Big Sick because I told you last week that um, I'd watched it um, yeah. and it was very good. If anyone hasn't seen it, Steph has talked about it at length before, but it's the rom-com. I took your recommendation, Steph. Oh. It is as good Nothing as you said. It was, it, it was the best rom-com of last it was. year. Was. I mean, not yeah. difficult considering most rom-coms are yeah. shit. But, uh, <laughs> what? well, these days, I mean, not in, not, not in history. I mean, these days, it's very rare you Boyd, get good. Boyd, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy, what boy. What guy? I mean, the so guy that hates rom-coms. The guy yeah. that says facts. <gasps> I don't know rom-coms at all. No, no, you got me totally wrong. Let me quickly explain. I'm going to quickly... Annie Hall, obviously. Okay. I'm going to quickly explain. Quick. When Harry Met Sally, Annie Hall, Manhattan. Oh. You know, there's brilliant ones, but these... Made in this in day and age, in this day and age, are banging the desk. Yeah. You know, when it's like, oh, it'll be, wouldn't it be great if we put... Jennifer Lopez with some other doofus. They oh, tend to I'm be a sorry. bit rubbish. Okay, but, but obviously Jennifer... But this one, as you, it was brilliant. This was a great rom-com. Yeah, no, I really like them. Anyway, carry on. 
Okay. Just to defend myself. Jennifer Lopez hasn't had a great track record. I will give you yeah, that. Yeah, right. Okay? I'm just, I plucked her out of the air. Right oh, the Wedding Aniston. Planner. The Wedding Planner is a great film. Aniston's done a lot of terrible ones. She's done some good You've ones. Done a lot of good some ones terrible as well. ones. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Okay. Anyway, let's carry on. Yeah. We got bogged down in this whole rom com. It was a bogged down. Okay. Right. The other thing I've been doing is I have been reading Anatomy of a Scandal. Have you heard of it? Oh, I, can I borrow that from you? Yeah. You can it's be my next. It's read. described by the Times as. Um, the bestseller that everyone's talking about. So you should have heard about it by now because all the magazines are featuring it in their review sections. It's about a politician. Well, like Heat. Yeah, it's been oh, in Heat okay. magazine, Boyd. Yeah. What did we say about it? Well, we gave it five stars. Oh, that's more important than the time. It about the Heat times. magazine says it is a must like, read. Okay, good. Um, it's, What's uh, it about? It's about a politician called James. Very good looking. He's a high flyer. This He's is a novel. It's an, a work of fiction. Good, carry on. Um, by Sarah Vaughan. It was out on the 11th of January. And um, he is a very handsome politician, very ambitious, going go places, best friend of the Prime Minister. Oh. And everything's going well for him. He's got a beautiful wife, children. Then it's oh. revealed that silly bastard's had an affair. Oh, of course he has. Oh, the good looking ones, they always do. I'll yeah. keep them on a short leash. He's <laughs> yeah, he's done a bit of cheating, he's got caught. But worse is to come because the woman he's had an affair with, quite oh, a she's long a affair. Is she? No. He ended the affair. They hooked up again in a lift in oh. um, Westminster. Right? Not good. Like Westminster version is she 50 in the Shades cabinet? of Grey. <laughs> no, God. In the, don't compare it to Fifty Shades of Grey. Is she part of the cabinet? No, he, she's like a political researcher. And anyway, she claims <gasps> that he raped her. No. And oh. it's, then, it's then a case of he said, she said, and it's told from different um, perspectives perspectives one's from um the wife's perspective sophie one's from the barrister who's um prosecuting and who's hell-bent on getting um making pay for his crimes Mm -hmm. and then it also flashes back to his um student life he was like i think at oxford or cambridge one of those universities where he was part of like the libertines which is the equivalent of you know like that boys club where they're all very entitled and obnoxious and do you know kind of awful things do you find out because I'm not going to start it if I don't. Is yeah. there a foregone conclusion? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. It is a, it is a massive page turner. Um, I wouldn't give it five. I'd say it's four star. Oh. But yeah, it's very good. Yeah, what I'm saying is this is a brand new novel, is it? Because there's a very, there was a, there was a TV drama a couple of years ago that had an incredibly similar um, storyline. Really? Yeah. What was the TV yeah. drama? I'm going to I'm gonna have to try and find out what it was. Yeah, I'm, I'll try and look it up on my uh, iPhone. I can confirm it's a new book. So, I mean, okay. if there's some plagiarism oh. going on, oh, no, no. do you need Steady. to take it? Easy. You take it up. Whoa. Whoa. I'm not accusing anyone of plagiarism. Right, Thanks for trying to get word. me in trouble. I'm not. You just said it was It was. <laughs> no, there's definitely the a very similar storyline. I'm not accusing anyone. Next week, if Boy's not here, it's because he's been thrown into prison of his own. As visited by Trevor McDonald. Oh, but you'd have a cat. Right. <laughs> allergic to cats. Are you? Uh, some of them, yeah. Some, some of them. them. Well, only some of them. It's actually true. Which you're allergic to some cats. Yeah, well, well, some cats, cats have different cats. level of hairiness, don't they? they have different <laughs> types of fur. So what's it? Long haired cats or short haired? Some type of fur. I don't know. Oh, do you know which cats I really don't go. like? The hairless cats. Yeah. But I they boy to be alright with them. Yeah. You and a hairless cat <laughs> <laughs> would be a sight to see. <laughs> Oh, I would love to see that. Let's have a whip round to get him <laughs> on. Okay, anyway, just moving on very quickly. It's not going to happen. Um, something else I've been watching. Silent Witness last week, uh, One Day Part 1 and 2. Did you see it, either of you? No. no. It was very good. It was, um, so the beginning of it is like a lady is a weave, like, it's a road traffic accident. Mm-hmm. Seemingly like either they thought she might be a terrorist, it was like suicide, but actually it was none of the above. It leads them to investigate um her son who's living in a care home for um, mentally disabled and physically disabled um, people. And in during the process of the investigation, a lot of dark secrets are revealed about oh. the inhabitants and the people that work there. It's, it's very distressing to watch, but if you like um, Clarissa, the character, do you know who I'm talking about, yeah. Clarissa? Amelia you get to see Fox? A, um, no, uh, no, Liz Carr. You get to see a real vulnerable side to her. Yeah, she's disabled herself. Yeah, yeah, she's disabled yeah, herself. Yeah, she's yeah. And it like unearths a lot of her own, you know, mm. um, traumas. And, like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, Is that, what's insecurities that on? Insecurities. Um, it's on BBC iPlayer. Oh, oh my God, do you know what? We said we were going to talk about Kiri. Have we all watched, because that's aired now, hasn't it? 
It has. Is it still on? I, um, is it on? Should ITV we not talk player? about it? People Let's leave it for angry. another week. It's not on ITV player. It's on Channel Four. But um, why, so not. is that why it's not on there? <laughs> yeah. How does it work? But look, look John yeah. just cracking it's up in the corner. <laughs> he just loves a little dig at Kelly. <laughs> the factual corrections you make. Oh, it's not a dig. Don't take a factual corrections as a dig. That's okay. All right, yeah, that's so. true. Right. So um, Channel Four. Channel Four. Four OD. Is it four OD? I'm going to get John. It's all four. It's all four. God. Just say. You're so. You're such a swat today, Boyd. You really are. I know. But uh, do you know I was t- talking factual corrections on my other on my Aster podcast? If you want to hear, oh, if you want to hear proper humiliation, if you want to hear me humiliate, oh, oh I do, yeah. which yeah. episode yeah. is that? Yeah, the one that went out. I did it earlier this week, right? And um, there's a there's a Arsenal goalkeeper, Peter Check. Yeah, right? we've signed him from Chelsea. I always thought his name was Peter Check. It's Peter. <laughs> Yeah, but that's his Better. full surname. But yeah, I always Peter think Check. his name's Peter Chen. Anyway, I very confidently, overconfidently, oh, mentioned how he'd been a free transfer. You know, you can get, you can transfer players for free for yeah. no money, clearly, when they run out their contract. And what, I no thought, one else wants them? No, 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 loads of people might want them. It's just the case, if you, if you, if you, a player goes to the end of their contract without being sold by hub, there's no transfer fee involved. So there's no transfer fee after they're a free agent to move. So Ooh. I was very, very sure that Peter mm-hmm. Check to Arsenal was a free transfer. Oh, God. My sidekick, Josh... Was like no 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 we bought it, and the other two members of the um, guests on my podcast backed me up. We were all really firm, and I got so confident that this is what I'm happened. A bit I, cocky. I got so cocky about it mm. that I was being quite obnoxious, much more obnoxious than this. Correct. I know. I was about correction. to say you'd think you'd but it turned out He was right. Josh was right. And my Look how, have you apologized? So have like, you apologized to Josh? Live, but someone tweeted me saying, "I'm not accepting your apology." Good. Yeah. yeah good. Yeah. I'm with them. Yeah. But I will listen. I will listen well, to that now. You think you'd just play it a little bit more safe with us two, wouldn't you? No, well, I'm wow. more confident in the in the <gasps> situation. Wow. Well, well, I definitely know that um, Kiri was on Channel Four. I mean, that's all right. Some, yeah. yeah. Good for you, clever. Anyway, are we going? Yeah. No, I haven't finished. So, she hasn't. Finished. No, I know, but I'm just addressing the fact that are we going to discuss we talk in about depth? It next week. Yeah, let's talk about it next week. Let's give people some more time. The people on the ground more time to watch. Um, it was controversial, though. I will say this because yeah. I saw like Kevin O. Sullivan, you know, TV Kev, yeah, yeah. former current former TV critic, didn't like it. He thought it was terrible. The ending. Some people I saw like. Did really like it. On Twitter, there's been a mixed, there's been a mixed, mixed reaction. Response. I th- I let's thought was, I'm go saying into now, it next I thought it was great. Okay, I okay, didn't. Cool. Oh, let's go into it All next right, week. When we say we're going to go into it next week, yeah, yep. that means don't say anything now about it. Okay. okay? Right. Let's. It's not in-depth to say I thought it was great. All right, fine. Repeat it again. again. <laughs> Did you think it was great? Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, so the other things on a bit of good news in entertainment world that I had to bring to you. Ooh. Now, I had lunch with my good friend Rick, who is the head of PR at Sky. Okay. Oh, big wigs. Mixing with yeah. the big wigs. Is this big on, on the record? Is this lunch? Yeah. Okay, just checking. And that's the good news. No, the good news is he what delivered. Oh, I had a delicious Sri Lankan curry, but let's not get into that. Mm. Um, he told me the good news, right? What? Watercolour challenge. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, oh, please God. bear with. Starring the great Hannah Gordon is available. Because I was, I was talking about it. As I want to do. That you went with the big questions then. Yeah. Right. I was like, heat exclusive. Can you tell me? Is it available anywhere? Yes, it is. Sky Arts On Demand. So if you, like me, are a bit obsessed with um, Watercolour Challenge, it is, I mean, I'm not going to describe what it is. I mean, if you can't figure it out from the title. Um, <laughs> you can get it on Sky Arts Demand. It's no oil Had painting, people been? It, oh. Mm-hmm. oh <laughs> Had people been tweeting you and asking you about it then? Look, I no. wouldn't say it's a groundswell, but okay, okay Pogs, if you like. Kay's been tweeting herself cha- about yeah. it. If you like um, watercolor challenge, get in touch because I, w- you know, I want to prove to these people I'm currently doing the podcast with that I'm not alone in this. Okay, oh, right, I don't, I, don't, I don't, never say you were alone in that. Yeah. No, I remember watercolor challenge when it went out live on TV. Are I'm you going to watch it on Sky Out on Demand? Uh, I might check it out. Yes, I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> He's never going to watch it. And finally, just a little bit of sad news this week, oh. and I want to get your thoughts on oh. this. Sad face. Oh, yeah. Sad face is, is on. It? Go on. Brendan Cole kicked off Strictly. Oh. I'm gutted. I am gutted. I think re- it's a really stupid move. I've been said it. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Those group dance routines that he choreographs are sensational, yeah. and they're not going to be the same. I'm no. sorry, they're just not. Oh, snake hips! What a mistake. You know what? Loads of brilliant people can be feisty. Look, take Boyd. You know, <laughs> he's all right about him, but you know, he's, it's that cat yeah. from the prison again. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know, you were a bit feisty, but you were so brilliant. Oh, I see. Like yeah. Brendan Cole. You're comparing you, me to Brendan Cole. You and Brendan Cole, one of the same. Brendan Coley Cole. A feisty yeah. genius. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hey, boy. Why do you think they got rid watching? of him? Oh. Yeah. It's because he was argumentative. Mm. Yeah. But Just I think, you know, me. like, obviously, Am I think. I, <laughs> I thought I was addressing the Brendan Cole issue no, go fully. Go on. See, feistiness. Get going. 
No, oh, he is feisty, yeah. and he gives a bit, you know, a bit of chat back to the judges. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. No, he's allowed to have an opinion. He's a professional. It makes for good TV. I don't know why they would exactly. want to have less com- conflict, conflict between the uh, conflict. conspiracy theory. Go on. Conspiracy theory. Have they just said this, and then they're going to make up like, oh, there was a huge petition, so we because we. You listen to the oh, public. Oh, that's a good it, cynical conspiracy, that is. They don't need to do that, though. It's not like no, X Factor with it. Yeah. <laughs> you were with me, and yeah. now you turned. No, I, I like the It's theory. a flip-flop. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Flim-flam. Yeah. Right, okay. Flim-flam. <laughs> so, Boyd, what yes, have you been Steph, watching? I have been watching... Um, I went to see a thing. You'd, you're going to like this. We may Ooh. end up reviewing it at the end of um, February, but it kind of depends what else is on. So I'm going to mention this week anyway. It's called The Disappearance. <gasps> And it's a six-part Canadian oh, crime drama. Canadian. Kay loves a Canadian. Yeah, I love star. Do you? Can- and Joshua drama. Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm writing this down. The Ryan, Disappearance. The Disappearance. It's on the Universal Channel, which is a slightly obscure... It's not one of the main, you know, best-known channels. No, I watch it. It's on the Sky. Universal's all yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's there. On the Sky platform. Endorsed by Steph. It's all right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's good. all right. Yeah, it's yeah. good, Universal. Um, and it's all about a uh, young boy, a 10-year-old boy. On his birthday, he disappears from his family. But you get to see... His, you meet his grandfather, played by Peter Coyote, and his dad, who's, who's, separate, who's divorcing Matt Day from his wife. And you get to see all the locals. They live in a small town. And the little boy, what he does is the cl- he's set a task at class to um, have to report back on a kind of particular community or whatever. And he goes around taking photos of all the locals kind of prying into their lives on his little um, camera. This and he makes brilliant. a big, big display of it in school. And then he gets told off because he's literally been invading their privacy. He takes a shot of a neighbor, one of the neighbours sunbathing topless. Little peeping Tom. He goes into mm. someone else's house, which may or may not be an important Is clue. his name Tom? No, his name's not Tom. Mm. And so he's That'd in trouble. Good. So he's in mutual trouble. Then he, and then his um, grandfather sets him these treasure hunts every year on his birthday where he sends him around the local area looking for clues. And the boy disappears halfway through the treasure hunt. So it's a very clever... Oh. Compelling this sounds good. premise. You're going to love it. Oh, it Definitely sounds right up my street. Well. I thought it was really, really gripping. And I showed the first two episodes and I can't wait to see the rest of it. Are Universal known for their big dramas? They kind of, yeah, they kind of pluck, you know, mostly American and Canadian dramas that other, yeah, they get, you know, they've got some good stuff. Yeah, they've got some kind of acquisitions. Big Acquisitions. Yeah, exactly. I think How to Get Away with Murders on Universal actually. It started on Universal. It did start. Yeah, and yeah, then it went, went and then, to... then Skynabbed it for some reason. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. God. Um, how to Get Away with Murder and Watercolour Challenge. This guy's really winning. Yeah, okay. oh, no yeah. one's going to watch Watercolour Challenge, okay? They're no nabbing one. everything. And the only other thing I was going to mention is that um, my Ricky Gervais podcast obsession continues. So, you the know, one you have to pay for. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned Ricky Gervais' Deadly Serious, which is in the audiobook section of iTunes, and you pay, have to pay for it in this country because it's done for an American radio station. And it's him sitting there chatting away to his mates, and comedians, fellow comedians. And the second series is just up on iTunes now. And yeah, from and you have to pay mm. for it. How much? In the audiobook it, section. So it's seven pounds, you said. I think it, you said six ninety nine. I think it might be six. But he also like did offer to pay Netflix. for all the pogs to get it. Yeah, a month of Netflix. We get about, like, you get like seven hours or something of um, quality podcasting, Steph. Don't look at me like that. I'm just saying, we're free. But you know? the best thing about this one was, so he's got, it's him and lots of comedians. You very rarely hear Ricky Gervais interacting with fellow comedians like Roy Shinconnity's on it, Ben Bailey-Smith, who's you know, he's, supports him on tour. But the best of all, Simon Amstel. You know Simon Amstel? Oh, yeah. yeah. God, what's he been doing? He's been doing, he does stand-up. He, did, he made a film he for the that, iPlay yeah. about vegan, veganism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set in the future. It was a future world where people, you look back on when they, the people were crazy and eating meat and weren't vegans. It was a clever kind of, mm. one might even use the word kind of backwards dystopia. Oh, rubbish then. But oh, my God. I'm only what? using the word dystopia just to provoke you. It wasn't yeah, really rubbish. At all. Backwards anyway, dystopia. Yeah. And Amstel's written this book called Help as well, which is like a kind of combined... Comedy slash self help book, which is really interesting. He's a great, uh, he's a great man. But to hear the two of them together, it's so interesting because Amstel, who's in therapy and talks about that a lot, and you know talks about being psychoanalyzed and you know talks about his issues, he basically puts Ricky Gervais in therapy for this episode on the couch. Yeah, it's so interesting, and you very rarely hear Ricky, you know, being probed in that way, so to speak, and opening up about his family life and his parents. He talks about his parents' relationship. And issues from his shoulder. It's really how, how does fascinating. He, um, how does he react to that? Because does he just joke a lot of it off? Because, you know, he's... No, he doesn't know. He, he just... He, he kind of... He's like halfway through, he's suddenly like, I'm, I can't believe I'm being psychoanalyzed by Simon Napstall. And then he just goes with them, and carries on. You know, he doesn't know yeah, yeah, crying yeah. or anything. I'm not saying it's like a... But you definitely... It's definitely more of an insight into Gervais and his, and his life 
And Simon Amstel's brilliantly kind of takes the piss out of him a bit all the way through. It's it's really great, honestly. I can't I can't recommend it highly enough, especially if you're a Gervais slash Amstel fan. There you go. Right. Well worth the six ninety nine or whatever it is you have to pay. Sometimes, Steph, you have to pay for content. I... All right. Except for I when feel... it's us, Boyd, because we're free, as Steph pointed out. Yeah, we're free. You know how I feel about paying for things? I don't you like do. to. No, I know. <laughs> I mean, you probably storm into that Star Wars screening. You've got to your LCL without even paying, I'd imagine. Look, I don't. don't you? Yes, I did. Let's. Kay's got a hand up. Talk to the hands. Oh, that sounds like reviews news. <laughs> reviews news. Reviews <laughs> news. We need a, You need to think of a jingle, Steph. Well, you just did. No, I think it's... No, I mean, that was no, obviously again, completely rubbish. Do it again. Steph, what jingle do you think? Do it again. Do it together. Um, no, bear with me. I'm going to get on. Yeah, because you... Oscar's thinking she's got the... Deal. I like reviews news. Reviews news. That was good. Yeah, well... Okay. okay. To give you an update... Our lovely Pogs have been uh, reviewing in their large, vast numbers. Have right? they? Yes, they have. Don't look so traumatized. Okay. It's fine. It's going to be fine, guys. We are now on 65 reviews. No. 65 reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 65. Now, I want to give some shout outs to um, the glorious Pogs who took the time to do this, and we do Thanks, appreciate Pogs. it. Steve Wilkie. Five stars Steve. from Steve. Oh, Steve. And he said, um, great Monday morning listen, lighthearted look at TV. The girls talk a million miles an hour. Steve. It's fair. It's fair. You're correct. The alternative is we speak really slowly and this goes on for 10 hours. Yeah. I think there's a middle ground. Is there? Yeah. Oh, rarely. Rarely. <laughs> anyway, so you're riling says, me today, Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> he said, great podcast tips as well. It's Keep a up rile. the good work. Good, very. Thank, thank you, you very Steve. much, Steve. Then we had Smith, Smithy Boy HD. Ooh. Great name, mm. great, great name. He said he loves the podcast. I used to love listening to Boyd when he was on Richard Bacon's podcast. Oh, a fan. Um, and he says he really enjoys the chemistry between him and his inverted commas sidekicks. <laughs> oh, they make. He did say they make me laugh. laugh. <laughs> but the reason why I'm not laying into old Smithy boys because he did end it by saying, "Here's to a hundred reviews by April." Oh, yeah, he's on board with it. Thanks, Smithy. Boy. And the last one, really quickly, is um, <laughs> it's got a brilliant name, Cold Ghetto Sucker. <laughs> wow. Mm. What I think great about that? Name. No, that is a great name. And um, the subject was, "Where have you been, Boyd Hilton?" Oh, God, you've got so many fans. Yeah, he said he used to listen to TV Club on the Daily Bacon. It was one of his highlights of his week. So he's happy that you're back in his life, basically. Pleasure. Um, or it might be a sh <laughs> she, actually. Um, and then he said that we're, they said, I don't know if it's he or she, that you are now buoyed by, um, joined by me and Steph and that we have great chemistry. It's like listening to three friends bickering about what's good and what's dystopian. Oh, yeah. dystopian. It's not like listening, it is listening. It is, so, I mean, it, is exactly it is actually. Yeah. Yeah. And then they thanked us for keeping her, her oh, or him I think it's a lady, I think it's a lady, yeah. What's the name again? Cold Ghetto Sucker. Yeah. I mean, did that give yeah. give the female vibes? Great. Definitely. Okay. She's in a cold ghetto. She's in a cold ghetto sucker, right. Thank well, you very much for all your you. feedback. Let's move on to the John Sim section. Hold on a podcast. minute, Boyd. Let's what? tell them where they can rate and review us. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. we're not just content with 65, Boyd. We've got a we goal of 100. 100. Rate and review this. us on the iTunes. Thank you very much. Oh, was that it? <laughs> <laughs> Go to iTunes, search Unmissables. Please do feel free to leave us a review and get in touch. At Boyd Hilton, at Stephanie Sealan, at Kay Ribeiro. Proceed. John Sim. He's got two major new drama series starting on the same night next Monday, the 12th of February at 9pm. One of them is called Trauma, and it's actually showing on consecutive, three consecutive nights, Monday to Wednesday. It's written by Mike Bartlett of Dr. Foster oh. fame. Oh, that tells no me a less. lot. No less. Tells mm. you a lot. So what you can expect is intense yeah. psychological thrills. Okay? Mm. Mm. What is the story of Trauma? Okay, so it centers around, right, so there's two dads. One is called um, Dan, played by Sim. Dan, Dan. No, played by um, Sim. It's not a comedy. It's not a comedy, sorry. And he's got a 15-year-old son called Alex. And then there's John Allerton, who is um, a surgeon. He works in the trauma section. He's real, very powerful, very successful at what he does. Anyway. This played by Adrian Lester. Yeah, played by Adrian Lester. And... Um, the story starts with Dan has received some bad news at work. He's been laid off and he's feeling like pretty shit about that. Simultaneously, we see that um, 
the John is rock climbing with his um, daughter who wants to be a surgeon. She's very ambitious. Their worlds collide when Dan's son, as I mentioned, is stabbed, taken to hospital where John, who was celebrating his birthday, is called in to attend to the operation. Tragically, the son dies and then it's left to... Boyd. Yeah, Bo Boyd, Boyd, why have you got your phone? Why didn't you, say, why didn't you say your thing where you say, that's the premise, not a spoiler, because that is the premise. He did a sunrise. Oh, it's totally different. I'm looking, I'm looking something up on my phone. Don't, don't, calm no, down. No, I was looking for you to say premise, not spoiler. <laughs> it was, it's the premise, not spoiler, Thank yeah. Thank you. Okay, fine. And um, anyway, so yeah, and so the, the sun dies. Dan is devastated, but decides to fix, a, fix all his energy and attention on the fact that he thinks John has made a mistaken surgery, that he's responsible for the death, and he is determined and obsessed with getting answers, and he won't rest until he does. And that is basically the premise. Correct. It is the premise. Mm. And what I was looking up was, in, what, in, what I've just noticed, looking at the cast list, as you said, so it's Adrian Lester versus John Sim. Yeah. But the boy, the boy who gets in the premise gets killed, mm. um, is played by Albie Marber. So I was wondering whether he's the son of Patrick Marber, the esteemed writer, and star and co-creator of Alan Partridge. And I was just thinking, uh, that's what I was looking at. Because he, he kind of looks like him in a way. Oh, and then we were saying and Dan, Dan. Oh, yeah. They have three children, connected. but I haven't got it confirmed yet on the wiki. But I bet he is. That's my guess. Okay. I'm guessing he is definitely wow. related. So that's Keep what I was us looking posted. At. I wasn't being rude and looking at my iPhone in the middle of the podcast. I would never do that unless it was for valid relevant we know. pertinent reasons. So this is this is a big event for ITV to clear the schedules mm. for three nights. To show drama is very unusual. Obviously, they must be thrilled that they've got Bartlett because Bartlett's written one of the biggest mm. hits in drama-wise drama of recent years, Dr. Foster. Does this measure up for you, Stephanie Seeland? I thought it was absolutely brilliant. But I tell you the thing, which I had a little bit of a liar. You know how I find it really difficult to watch things that are so, so tense? This is just the whole way through. I was literally like, oh, God, oh, my yeah. God, what's going to happen? Because... Adrian Lester is so cool and calm and collected. He plays the, this consultant surgeon so well. And Dan is also, played, uh, John Sims' character, is also kind of, he's out of control, but he's also in a calm way. Mm. And it's just the, this battle between these two men is just, oh, it's, it's I have to say, I, I might not watch the other two just because <gasps> no, it's so... No, I, 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 I just found it really, really... Excruciating. It is kind of unbearably tense. tense. And yeah, as Boyd said, it's a psychological thriller. But oh my god, it is. It's brilliant. Brilliant. There's the, the way that this one. Oh, we're not going to give anything away. But it ends. You there's there's certain points in the story where these two come together, and one of the very sinister things that happen is, um, you know, uh, John Sims' character comes back to the hospital to speak to Adrian Lester's character, the consultant, about what happened. And that meeting between the two of them, that kind of chess game of mm. what happened and people trying to collect... And, you know, Adrian Lester's character is collecting his thoughts about what happened, but, st oh, but still staying so calm. It's just... Oh, God, it, it mm. it's a bit too much for me, but it's absolutely brilliant. It's just that I don't find watching it enjoyable because it's... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very, so it's stressful. good, but it's, that's what it, it is. It's stressful, stressful. yeah. Because it's so intense. But have you, have you watched the whole thing, Kay? So I've watched the first two episodes. I couldn't wait to watch the second episode. Right. I just I just had to know. Because at first when I was watching, I was like, I couldn't understand uh, John Sims, uh, um, his character at all, right? Dan's character at all. Because I was like, you know, obviously grief has so many different levels to it and emotions to it. And like anger obviously is one of them, one manifestation mm. of it. But to me, I just was, it was unthinkable that he wouldn't even bear a thought. Because like throughout the whole episode, I noticed that he didn't mention at all, like the man who, the boy who had um, killed his yeah, son, I right? Yeah, I didn't get that. He, did, he, didn't, he didn't talk about it at all. He was just so fixated on it. And I, it re I found it quite troubling. I was like, what? This is, like, they didn't, this is not believable. They I thought at first. Into who, they don't go into at any point. Exactly. I know I'm repeating what you just said, but I find that really, really weird. They do an episode two, though. Oh, do they? Yeah. So I found that. And... and at first, I was like, "This is." I think this is unbelievable. Like, this yeah. wouldn't happen. This is. But then, and actually, I, th I think I mentioned it to Boyd, and he was like, "No, but actually, it's kind of explain what he thought about it, which I know he'll say now." But like, <laughs> <He> will. <laughs> um, but I was like, actually, yes, I can see that. You know, when you're at the heightened state, you, you know, you just you can't fixate it. You can fixate on one thing, and actually, this felt like this micro study in that when you're the heightened state of emotion, like high mm. sense of emotions, and like you then like. Every gesture, every word, every pause, 
you get fixated on, you analyze it. And especially if you think someone's to blame, you do. And that's, that's what it was, wasn't it? It was like I found a, it a bit scary as well. Like they, cause it is, the, gets scary. Yeah, yeah, does it? Yeah. Oh, I, I found it, it just. I'm not sure. So, bearing in mind that you found episode one excruciating and scary, I don't think and I'm difficult watch to watch. Anymore. I mean, no. I have to say, episode three is probably going to send you over the edge. Yeah, I, I, I. Without wanting to spoil it, I'm not going to spoil it. But the the climactic, pretty much the whole of episode three, is um is confrontation. And time. I can't. I and think it's, that's it. I can't take the confrontation. Super stressful. <laughs> super really, stressful. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> For everyone involved. Yeah. Can I tell you one little brilliant innovation I thought about this before mm. I before I give you my main thoughts? Do you, if you if you watch episode two, do you notice this, mm. Kay? So, so I kind of thought when I watched episode, I thought, oh, have they done a weird thing there at the beginning? And then I watched episode, three, they have done this brilliant thing, very clever. Instead of having a a a, a, a um a look back at the what's it called when you have the catch up, catch up yeah, bit yeah. at the beginning mm. where they give you a little plot summary with yeah. little clips, mm. the last scene of episode one, episode two opens with. Going slightly backwards in time from that last scene to fill in a little bit more of the story, oh, which kind of give, yeah, clever. it's so clever. And they do it, it again in episode three. So then the last scene of episode two, episode three begins with that scene, but a little bit earlier in time, oh, that's leading up to that scene. I thought it was such a clever little innovation mm. to make that recap, as it's known, yeah. that's the mm. word I was looking for, much more innovative and mm. smart. Mm. And you're still learning more stuff in each mm. of those little extra moments in time. I was quite confused at first. I was thinking, I've seen this scene already, but no, you see more of the build up. So it's very, that's one tiny little innovation. But I do think um, the inter- two interesting things. One is because you brought up the issue about him not being bothered or seemingly being less interested in who actually killed his son, who's another teenager. And you find out in episode two, so mm. you, don't you, more about that. But also what you don't really realise until you kind of think about it is the time span is much smaller. So it's almost like it's within. So that first episode is covering quite a small time span. And then suddenly in episode two, the police talk to him about who committed the crime. And you realise that it's only like probably the next day mm. or, you know. So it feels like weird that he hasn't talked about it. But then when episode two comes along, right. it feels more more logical that then it's... they talk about that issue. Okay. And then and that his wife particularly is, you know, is kind of infuriated and devastated. But as Kay says, I think psychologically it makes sense because... There's all they fill in very cleverly all the way through little things about his psychology. So his his background, you find out a little bit about his parents, mm. their relationship. There's, there's, a social, there's a social commentary element. There's a about big it. So, yeah. there's a class thing going yeah, on. Yeah, he, he alludes to that at the beginning. Yeah, so because he? he's been laid off from his factory job, yeah. and then in episode two he gets the job. But it's not it's not a spoiler. So he gets a job at the hospital. Where just to add to the whole the whole intensity of the situation. No, it's not a big spoiler. Okay. <laughs> it's um and so. But he massively resents the fact that he they are poor and they're hand to mouth and they you know they've got he's got three kids and then these super well off living in this lavish house. But he puts it all down to the fact that he yeah he was just born to the wrong yeah. parents and his son was born to the yeah. wrong parents and he does a bit of a speech yeah. at the funeral. But it's quite rare I think in TV drama to is what I was going to say for that to be such a big theme for class mm. conflict in a way and class resentment mm. to be a huge theme and complacency and I use this word Kay picked me up and I use this word in my preview in the mag- not picked me we discussed mm. it didn't we yeah, yeah. we discussed it outside of the podcast apologies right. but I thought I, thought, I think there are hints all the way through of the doctor ca- doctor's character being slightly complacent deep down like really really deep down even though he's doing this brilliant job and he's saving lives every day mm. there's just a hint I felt that there's something that, and that's all to do with his lifestyle and his family and the way he talk, treats his daughter and everything. And I'm not, without spoiling anything, that is explored further as time goes mm. on. And it's so interesting to see this class conflict on top of the miserable grimness of it's the. It's just so stressful. Yeah, it's stressful. psychological warfare. It, yeah. it really is. It was, a, it, I, it was a very, very uncomfortable hour for me, I have to say. I, now, it's, I know it's infuriating because it sounds like I, I mean, like me saying I'm not going to watch it, but I actually don't think I can handle any more of it. That's you don't want enough. you to be distressed. I don't want you to be, yeah, I don't want you to. Well, you're um, going to tell, come when we get out I don't want you to topple, up, topple off the edge of your seat. No, in, I want you to tell stress. me what happens, though, in a minute. I will tell you what happens Please. in a minute, yeah. yeah. I need to know. Um, it is brilliant. I think Mike Bartlett is like the uh, an absolute. I mean, genius is an overused word. He's he's just like a a master of yes. intensity in TV drama, and the direction in, should be credited as well. But like Doctor Foster, I remember when we reviewed. Do you remember when we reviewed mm. the second series? And I was I was wittering on endlessly about how in just in the simplest of scenes, 
he just manages to build the intensity. It's so well, we clever. Said, we said that Dr. Foster is a bit like a horror story yeah. as well. And this yeah. is like, it is this again, is oh, horror. Yeah. It's it really just, is, yeah. Can I ask you something? Yes. Does Bartlett have any background in the medical field? Because, you know, this is now the second drama so. that is with a medical professional at the centre of it. Oh, yeah, that's, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Dr. Foster, the clues oh. in the title. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I think he, uh, having said that, I may, I, may, I may be completely wrong. Because he's, um, he's also a playwright um, and he's written various, very, very good plays. And I don't think they've had much, and I'm saying this, like, again, if much of a medical element, but I may have got that wrong as well. Maybe uh, he just realises that, that that will give him a certain type of character, that kind of yeah. disposition of a GP or a, well, that they'll have a certain pers personality type. Yeah. Because that's sort of explored in, in this as well, isn't it? Yeah. Where um, yeah. Dan confronts him and says, you've got a certain personality type. There's no mention of any medical um, you, you know, involvement professionally for him. Mm. No. Okay. So I think, it's, I think it's interesting, yeah. So trauma... I mean, I'll be interested in your story. Stefan traumatic. Because you could barely watch it. No, but I really, look, I really enjoyed it. I really think everybody will love it. I, I'm going to give it five stars because I think it's utterly brilliant. But for personally, for me, I, I won't, I don't want to watch it because no. I found it so. Yeah, you've made that. Tense. Yeah. <laughs> once again, I will not be watching any of the other episodes. Boyd will be telling me what happens, but you should watch it because you're probably not such a fraidy cats as I am. Pogs. You, the, the, the listener. Yeah, you yeah. the listener, Pogs. K. Five stars, end of story. And you will be you'll be brave and bold 100%. enough. One hundred percent. In fact, when I get out of here right now, I'm going to watch the third episode. Yeah, uh, it's five stars for me. I think it's really, really clever and riveting. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm interested to know what you think of the well, Kaylee, because she can she's brave enough to sit through it. The ending, because again, I'm it's afraid. a big you know, it's a big big discussion point. Does it? Were you disappointed? Were you satisfied with the ending? I was satisfied. Yeah. Great. I'm, but you know what? I've got a thing at the moment. I'm always thinking, like, you know, I want to write think, a feature about it. There's, everyone's always dissatisfied by the endings of these series. or some. There's always a mini backlash. There was in Dr. Foster. There were a lot of complaints mm. about, because she spoke to camera, and people hadn't annoyed about that. I was disappointed by that. Some people annoyed about, as we said, about um, Kiri. Mm. All of these shows... I mean, I think I feel people. I think people want a conventional ending. They do, they do. I have to say, I'm yeah. one of those people. I like a conventional ending. But uh, have you watched Requiem? All of Requiem. Requiem. Yeah. Requiem. Um, do you know what? Funnily enough, I was watching it today. I'm up to episode four, but I've still got two more to go. Okay, because that again, I think, is an ending oh, that we need needs to, discuss to that, yeah. be discussed. I'm enjoying I think, it. I think you're right that a lot of people want conventional endings, and I'm probably one of those people. But I also think it's the fact that, and I'm not saying any of the dramas you mentioned have done this, a lot of them are veering towards endings that lead up to a second series, which is frustrating. Can be yeah, frustrating I, I, when, they don't, when they don't yeah. wrap things up yeah. purely for the, I, for the yeah. fact that they're yeah. going to want a Lion, second series. I like, yeah. I like a mix of a solid bit that gives, gives you some satisfaction, but I, yeah. like a bit, I don't mind a bit of no. stuff that you make up in your own mind. Yeah, you don't want to be spoon-fed. Yeah, but yeah. I, I need something concrete. I to hear have you. Well, happen. you'll be pleased to know, I mean, funny enough, this show does end. I mean, it gives you a pretty firm ending. Okay, good. Yeah. But the, yeah. So it's five stars all round. It is. When's now, it on let's again? move on. It's on next Monday through to Wednesday, the 12th to 14th of February on ITV at nine o'clock. John Sim is back on the same night as Trauma launches on ITV you didn't at nine o'clock. Simultaneously. Simultaneously on BBC Two, another hugely prestigious TV drama project begins. It's called Collateral. It's not to be confused with a film that stars Tom Cruise called Collateral. No. But it is called Collateral. It's written by David Hare, who's also, like Mike Bartlett, this is spooky, a very prestigious playwright. Oh. Yeah. And he also has written films like Plenty. He wrote Plenty, yeah. The Hours. The Hours. Oh, yeah. my favourite films, The Hours. There you go. He's Mr. Prestige. This is a four-part uh, drama, and it all kicks off when a pizza delivery man who's working out of a you know, your average bog standard pizza kind of parlor, independent pizza parlor, takeaway, in London, yeah. is told to deliver a pizza. And it's usually, he's not the one usually who delivers this pizza. So he's told by the girl running the shop to deliver this pizza to someone. And he gets shot. Mm -hmm. The witness to the crime is this woman who's kind of being running in the bushes for some reason. You don't really know why. It turns out she's on drugs. She's been taking drugs. But she witnesses the crime. The person who's delivering the pizza too is a woman called Karen, who's played by Billy Piper. It turns out that Billy Piper's ex is a politician called David Mars, played by John Sim of John Sim fame. <laughs> <laughs> he is a politician. He's having a relationship at the moment with another politician. They're talking about like being in opposition and Labour politics and all mm -hmm. that and when they're in bed together. There's another, he's another former associate or ex of his. It's kind of, I think she is an ex, is um, a female vicar 
called Jane Oliver, played by the great Nicola Walker, who happens to be dating the girl who witnessed the crime, the shooting. It's all interlinked, it's people. It's all interlinked. I love an interlinking drama. How? What's going on? Can it really be coincidence? Surely not. There's got to be a effing conspiracy be going on. In comes, in comes, did D.I. Kip Glaspie, played by the great Kerry Mulligan. Oh. Welcome to the small screen. Yeah, she is welcome going. Welcome back. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Sorry, welcome back. Thank you. Sorry. She is going to sort it all out. She's investigating. She's very professional. And also, by the way, I should have mentioned this, the murdered pizza delivery guy, he's got two sisters of Muslim descent. Syrian. Syrian, who are living in a... In a living in a, in a garage. In a garage, because they are... Um, Immigrant somehow, and obviously they, you know, they're, they're living. They're asylum seekers. They're asylum seekers. That's the phrase exactly that I was looking for. No, no, you're right. Um, so it deals with. Oh, it's dealing with asylum seekers. It's dealing with refugees. Drugs. Dealing with race. This is drugs, a real social, like sexuality. So- You've got the lesbian vicar with mm-hmm. her girlfriend. Mm. It's all in there. Politi- politics. Mm. It's every. Oh my, it's a whole cornucopia, isn't it? Yeah. Kay, what do you think? I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really, really good. Like it's so. I love the fact, as Steph said, that everything is interlinked and all the characters somehow are connected and you don't quite know. It wasn't as tense as trauma, I didn't find. No. Because uh, no. I was direct... Compa- yeah, yeah it's, not, it hasn't got, it's not... Yeah, it's not achieving the same... It's not trying to go for that same level no, of no, no. intensity scene for scene, is it? It's kind of more of a playing out the story in front of our eyes kind of thing. Carry on. I thought Billy Piper was great as this kind of... You don't... There's something going on with her as well. Yes. You can't put your finger on it. She's very... Um, she, Behaving very oddly. Yeah, she's it's like she doesn't give a shit. Place. She do- yeah, that's the thing. She, so she's wit- she's heard the gunfire, and she so she's essentially you know witnessed in a way a murder. Mm. She doesn't seem phased by it at all, and it doesn't no. seem like shock. So you're no. like, are you connected in some way to this? Just FYI, the um, the boy who gets murdered, um, Abdullah, mm. he looked really familiar, and I was like, why do I recognise him? He was the guy, the boy with the top knot. Oh. He was in oh. that. That's why we recognise him. We reviewed Sam it on the Otto podcast. Is the yeah. actor. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was gritty and very thought-provoking. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was great. Steph? Right. Well, Are you I, in agreement? I am in agreement, and I am obsessed with Nicola Walker, and I now cannot remember of that name of that show she's in. You know that TV show that she's done, they've had two series of, which is also Lost interlinking. Lost in, in no, no, Halifax. Interlinking. She's in <laughs> oh, Unforgotten. Unforgotten, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, Sanjeev Bhaskar. Yeah. Un- Believable. I'm a really big fan. I wonder where you can still watch the Unforgotten. It's probably iPlayer. Yeah, it'd be on, that'd be on ITV player. DVD. Is it ITV? Yeah, it's, it's ITV, ITV, isn't yeah. it? There's another yeah, series that good soon. theme tune. I love. So I think she's made. So I'd watch anything with her in. Kerry Mulligan. How, oh my God. She's just so watchable, isn't she? Amazing. I loved, I thought absolutely, I was completely intrigued by all of these characters. I really like, there's a girl who's in the, the pizza parlour who's obviously got some really deep, Secret that she needs to keep. She's got a mum at home who's a disabled mum, and she's obviously up to no good. Um, Each character has got an individual yeah. story that you want to know more about. Yeah. I, I love. I like. I said. I'll say it again. I love dramas where you've got individual things interlinking together because I'm hoping it all comes together. I'm sure it will. Oh, it really feels very orchestrated. Yeah. So this is you like, good, you like yeah. an interlink. Yeah, but it you isn't like you said. It's not. It's not got the same kind of tense. Tension, which is good. Yeah. You weren't stressed have, out. You I wasn't carry on stressed out. This. I was really in, no. I was That's really good because these are both yeah. on the same night. Yeah. You'd have a you'd, you'd have a panic out. attack. No. You'd be exhausted. No. I know. Yeah. Um, I really liked it as well. I might. I have some 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 qualms. One is, I thought the fact. So um, as I mentioned, John Sims' character is a politician, and he has these conversations, these kind of like pillow talk conversations with the other the woman he's with, like talking about oh you know oh you know the Labour parties. They're slightly clunky discussions about politics. I thought. Um, in the dialogue, and I thought it was—I don't know—and there's slightly one bit, not. I don't. I yeah, thought it was. Slightly, sli- I thought yeah. it was. I used slightly, to I'm agreeing. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable that he was ever involved with Billy Piper, um, but then I think that's yeah. obviously like they were married for a very short period of like time. Four months, yeah. Said, like the bits that try and explain that he was he that they that they had a relationship, mm. and when he goes back to see her, there were those moments that I thought, you know, considering David Hare is this great playwright that I thought were, I'm not going to use the word again, clunky, but no. that did not mar at all my enjoyment of it. And it is, and it ends the first episode. We haven't, I haven't had time to watch um, more, but the first episode ends on a really interesting. Yeah. This gives you a whole new thing to think about, doesn't it? Yeah, a whole new element going on in the whole kind of conspiracy. Because the whole saga. way through, we should just say the whole way through, there is a mysterious figure that yes. you are following at different points, uh, and it is does get revealed who this figure is. But yeah, as Boyd says, that gets. Revealed at yeah. the end and it's even more exciting another it's a great day for drama yeah. next monday i tell you it's a great day for john sim based drama yeah. it's a great day Sim's... for john sim based drama written by playwrights 
Sim is basically the Emily Sande. Do you remember when like yeah. she was everywhere? Yeah. 2012, I think. Yeah. She did yeah. everything. He's having she... an Emily Sande 2012. <laughs> even, so, even Sunday was really up against herself, though. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, that's a sign of a confident man. It really is. So collateral. What, yeah, go on. What do you think people are going to watch? Um, trauma. <laughs> I mean, collateral is BBC Two. It's slightly more, um, I would say, political. You know, it's yeah, slightly more. There's a reason it's on BBC, not BBC One. Yeah. Whereas yeah. trauma's a big, I think, big ITV big blockbuster. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's unfortunate, I have to say, that BBC Two haven't rescheduled it for a slight, another day in the week because they're going to lose. I think they're going to well, lose. Well, let's see. That's sausages. what catch ups for. Of course, yeah. Everyone, yeah. I mean, yeah. They don't care. everyone's watching catch up these days, aren't they? All the kids. Yeah. Four and a half stars from me. I'm going to go four and a half stars because I think trauma was better, but I am going to weirdly continue watching Collateral but not watch trauma. Okay. Work that one out. It's a four and a half for me as well. You're a maverick. I really am. You are. You we are a loose cannon. We have given all the same scores so far. Oh my God, that's spooky. Let's so have a big falling out. it can only go wrong here. Let's see. So Monday 12th of uh, February, nine o'clock is your night for John Sim drama. Yeah. If you love finally, John Sim, stay in that night. <laughs> finally, not starring John Sim yet. He's definitely not in the first episode. He's not in the second, as I've seen that one. He may be I further. I can't love promise. If he popped up towards the end I of the I cannot promise that Sim is not going to pop up in Bliss. If you notice all the other things, all the titles this week are one word. Yeah, yeah. I know. I did Bliss that. is on Sky One and now television. It stars Stephen Mangan, Heather Graham. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you about this, and you were going to tell this. Stephen Mangan, Heather Graham, our Boogie Nights, and Joe Hartley. Steph, what gives? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what gives. Mangan's character, Andrew's got himself in a right pickle. <laughs> he lives in Bristol, okay, and at the beginning, you're introduced to him and his lovely what, American wife, Heather Graham, and a lovely daughter. They're getting their kitchen redone. It all seems really nice. He's a travel writer. He's called the Anonymous Traveller, and he's got to go off on assignment. So very just domestic setting, gets in his car, travels off, says, I miss you, I love you so much. She says, I know you do. Goes off, parks his car at the airport, but what's this? He doesn't get on a plane. Mm-mm. He gets into another car and he drives to another house in Bristol where he's greeted by his wife and a son. Ooh. What the hell? I know. <laughs> I could draw only one conclusion. Yeah. Andrew's leading a double life. Yeah. Based in Bristol. Okay. So basically, because he's got this whole, his whole anonymous traveller thing, he's able to steal reviews from places online, pretend he's been somewhere, keep two cars at the airport. He's got this elaborate, um, like, he's got stickers to make it look like he's gone on holiday, no luggage tags. It's just this huge elaborate ruse that he's got going on to lead these two lives, which is highly stressful. At first, I thought he was a spy. I did too. Oh, I thought he was I a spy. Did. I thought he was a spy. When he was no. doing all the stuff in the boot of his car, oh, I was like, yeah, oh my yeah, God, he's, he's a spy. He's got around, a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But as it says here, he's in a constant state of moral crisis. As it says where? What are you reading? In the notes I've given you. In a constant state of moral crisis, yeah. right? Yeah. He must find a way to balance his time and energies between <laughs> his two wives. And in this particular episode, it's all based around one of his wives um, wants, to go, wants to go to dinner with some new friends. And Andrew set himself up as antisocial as a way of hiding his you know his his double life because both of these wives are in bristol but on either sides of bristol yeah um and she wants to go out with these new friends they go out with these new friends and then he finds out his what his other wife is booked a table at this restaurant and it's all about how he tries to stop the evening tries to get his wife to go to another restaurant and i have to i'm going to say it again it's incredibly tense Incredibly, it's, oh, oh, it's another... very, very funny. Oh, okay, good. So, did you mention, by the way, and you, you, may, Probs not. you were speaking as is your won't, and this is no criticism. Won't, by the way, someone someone uh, t- tweeted uh, they thought the phrase might have been as is your want, but it's no, won't. won't, won't, very much won't. won't. Anyway, God, this podcast is educational. Feel, as yeah, is your won't to speak quickly, but in when you were speaking quickly, did you mention it was written by David Cross? As I said at the beginning, written by David oh, Cross. Oh, thank God. No. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I did not. So it's written and created by David Cross. Who he? <laughs> From oh, one of the who he. one of the most um, admired uh, comedy dudes of recent years in America. What else has he done? Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. That's why I loved it because yes. Arrested Development was one of my yes, faves. Yes. Mr. Show, which was this very very influential. Arrested Development. All, sketch show. You can watch it all on Netflix. Okay, just okay, okay. Going back years, um, you recognise him. He's he's a great, he's brilliant. Yeah, and so he is 
created and written this whole thing. Is he the and master of uncomfortable mm, comedy? He's kind of a bit of the yeah, Amer- American, yeah, yeah, kind situations. of. Situations, def- definitely uncomfortable situations and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, because I was lucky enough, I interviewed Mangan and Joe Hartley, the two. This is your first, like, you know, <laughs> smug drop of name the whole drop. Yeah. Thing, yeah. yeah. Well, you've been waiting this long for yeah, the smug wow. name drop. Yeah, I mean, it's an interview smug, you can read well, in this week's copy second. of Heat magazine. You can read in next week's copy of Heat magazine. Correct. In this week's, yeah, out today. You're right, Tuesday. Yeah, sorry. Um, so I interviewed them, and there were a couple of interesting things they pointed out. One is that they were all like the big attraction was it was a David Cross creation, mm-hmm. and um, the other interesting was they filmed. So they filmed all of the Stephen Mangan with Joe Hartley. Wife one, if you like, scenes in one go. I very much see her as wife two. Over like a period, oh, fair enough. Over a period of whatever you know, months or whatever, stopped. Then they did the whole stuff with him and wife one or two, whichever way you look at it, Heather with Heather Graham. Graham. And the, the two wives only met up and filmed and saw each other on set or one day for one day. The oh, rest spoiler! Of the rest of the time. Yeah, boy, boy that's what such a massive spoiler. spoiler. Well, you know, not really. I mean, you so can, they meet. No, I'm not. No, in I'm the not, show. No, no, they met. They may have just met on filming going backwards. They didn't see right, me on the show. That's a backpedal. No, 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 no. no, no. I heard no, one. No, 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 no. I haven't seen it. I don't know. All, all I'm saying beep, is. Beep, beep, beep. Those are sounds of reversing. Wide loads like, reversing. Like, they might have just literally one of them might have been, you know, packing up uh, packing up her costumes and having right. having a bit of a spot okay. of lunch. Okay. It's a gloss over. It's anyway. No spoiler. But I just thought that was fascinating. And um, it's a very interesting. Because there's been a, quite a few um, comedies and dramas and films about bigamy, haven't they? Essentially about blokes with two families. Have there? Yeah, there've been one or two. There was that George Clooney. Can be one, females as well, one. just to make it equal ops. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not. You know, it's not the rarest of premises. But I do think what, what he's done very cleverly is is made it very very funny and kind of and the, well, the way the that perfect lead Stephen Magnet is absolutely he is perfect. Ex- his facial expressions alone, he, he, he just is makes, able to convey. Yeah. Mangan, who is of course Dan, as you referred Dan! earlier. God, this is yeah. God. He is Dan from the classic scene in Alan Partridge. It's not parallels this podcast. Yeah, and he's such a great comedic actor mm. and a lovely guy, by the way. One of the nicest men in showbiz. And of yeah, course, we saw him nice. recently in the birthday party. Yes, the play at which I uh, Harold Pinter, which you the scoffed the ice cream boys. Yes. Actually, I have to say, we had some feedback on Twitter about that, and someone said you're bang out of order, and I agreed with. I them. can't believe you're bringing it up, Kate, because we're running out of time. Anyway, what did you think, Kate, of Bliss? Yes, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was. As you say, Stephen Mangan, perfect for that role. An excellent farce. Excruciating scenes in the restaurant, yeah. as you say. And yeah, all right. It's it was farce, funny. isn't it? It's That's total exactly farce. exactly what it is, yes. Yeah. So, and, and it's so hard to do that right, isn't it? Because yeah. I think you can do, if you go and get the timing right, and if it's too forced. But this, I thought it was so clever. And it is. It, this whole it, thing, yeah. the whole thing rests on his shoulders, I have to say. And it absolutely, he does just yeah. masterful job of the whole thing. I would be interested. So I really enjoyed the first episode. I'll be mm. interested to see the subsequent episodes because it all is based hooked on the one, this one premise, right? They can't yeah. ever meet each other. This one, jo- essential one joke. Yeah. So I wonder if it'll get a bit relentless, like the different situations he can find to almost come, a, you know, near miss. How many episodes are there? Do you know? Six. Oh no! Yeah, I no, don't I think, think it's going to be fine. Yeah, okay, fine. fine. Yeah, but you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it could yeah, be totally, like just yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, I can see uh, that because that element of jeopardy. Yeah, good point. Well made. Um, I'm giving it four and a half again. Oh no, I'm going to go four. Okay. Oh, difference of opinion. Uh, yeah. It's good that we don't agree on everything. No. Well, we rarely agree. It's very strange. I know. Isn't it? I know. Okay. It's a four from me. Okay. Mm. Bliss starts on Sky One and now TV. Next Wednesday. Do you know what day that is? Wednesday. Oh. Valentine's Day. Oh. See what they've done there? It's kind of like a. It's kind of like an alternative non-romantic comedy in a way. There's a man with That's two clever. wives, two families. It starts yeah. on Valentine's. That's someone who's liking a lot of love. Yeah. yeah. Bliss. Uh, Ten o'clock on the Sky One slash Now TV. It is now yeah. that time. It's question time. And I mean, what else could we discuss on? But watercolour challenge that this is John Sim, and uh, Kay loves it when we do a question that she has to do some homework for, or maybe you didn't. I don't know. You haven't complained about it. Very presumptuous of you. Well, as she reaches for her phone, yeah, I just IMDb, thought, yeah, I, I just thought as soon as I brought Wikipedia, it up, she was looking slightly stressed out. But I may have gone that completely wrong. Um, what is your favourite John Sim thing? Quite simply, Steph. Okay. <laughs> My favourite John Sim thing is, I feel like I'm probably the only person that watched this, the now cancelled Shonda Rhimes series, The Catch. Oh my God, was he in that? Was he the love interest? No, he was <laughs> Reese. Oh. 
He was. Because I watched that. He was in it. A few episodes. You watched it. No, like, Peter Krause was the, the Peter Krause from Six Feet Under was the love interest. Oh, so okay. this is about basically this was about a private investigator, Alice Vaughan, and she is involved with a guy who turns out to be a con con man by by Peter Krause. And anyway, the the family, the con man family that he, Peter Krause's character involved in, is John John Sims, like the head of the family, oh. and he was sort of like this comedic con man devil man <laughs> and he was absolutely brilliant and then it got cancelled after uh, two seasons it's not as good as scandal or how to get away with murder no it isn't but it was still good and i really liked that i don't know how you say her name morel enos i can't remember oh yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. she's so she's lovely. good yeah she's really good anyway it got cancelled so you know okay I'm pretty. It was good to see Sim in an American, a big American yeah, show. He was yeah. really good in it. Yeah, it was course. fantastic. He's good in everything. That's why we're discussing him right now. Okay. Kate, have okay. you decided yet? I have decided. Good. What is the Wikipedia said? Please, God, reveal <laughs> to us. My favourite fact about John Sims. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh you scoff. Wait. His middle name is Ronald. <laughs> and I enjoy that. Okay. Simo? John Ronald, Ronald Sims. Sims. Come on, that is a great fact. That's my dad's name. Ronald Hill. Yeah. yeah. Big Ron. See? Maybe all the big, Rons. Yeah. Big Ron. Yeah. All the Rons. Little yeah. Ron. Yeah, Aww. little Ron. Medium Ron. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two Ronnies. Well, oh, <laughs> two Ron Ron. Now, I do like them. Do you want to talk about them? No, no we're talking no. about John Sim. All right, cool. Well, John Ronald Sim, born. I feel, like you're, diverting, I feel you're diverting attention from the question. So you. D- oh, I answered the question. That's you, her favourite oh, thing. God. You asked me, what's your favourite thing? Did you like him in Life on Mars? Okay. I haven't watched Life on Mars. Okay, let's move on. Boyd, what is your favourite like John Sims I'm a huge now. fan of The Sim, and, and I'm pretty much like The, the Lakes. Do you remember The Lakes? Mm. Absolutely brilliant. One of his earlier BBC Did dramas. Did you watch that? No. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have completely believed you there. I, know. I can very tell what she's <laughs> Whereas I admit I haven't watched something, and oh, then everyone like, had to go at me, oh, it you was, haven't watched it. It was tremendously convincing. Life on Mars was great. Um, but... As any Hoovian will tell you. Oh, oh yeah. God. Right, Come let's on. go now. Um... Right, I'm packing up. No. It's <laughs> very small-minded of you, both. Um, to scoff at the who. John Sim was oh. the um, last but one incarnation of the master. Do you know what happened? Mm. Before... The doctor's nemesis. Our lovely producer, guru, friend, John. Mm. Mm. Before so we even lovely. started this podcast, and he looked at the question, because he likes to look at the question, he went, oh, um... Yeah, surely Boyd will say the master. God, I like to be predictable. Yeah, and you are. Next time I'm gonna next time I ask the question, I'm gonna get John to do it in my in in, in like just you just predict what I'm gonna say. Well I won't just say it. But, but so anyway he was the master. He was brilliant as the master and it was very clever. It was a great thing because you thought it was gonna be Derek Jacobi. Derek Jacobi had this character who then turned morphed into John Sim right at the end and you just think, Oh, it's the master and then it was he proceeded to be brilliant in all the episodes. It was just you know how in in, in fact a little bit you were talking about how he kind of his Frighteningly kind of calm, calm and yet psychotic mm. in what we reviewed today. Crazy bastard. Yeah, yeah. in um, trauma. In Doctor Who, he went hell for leather, and it was brilliant to see. Like literally, was it must terrifying chewing, for kids? Scenery chewing insanity. You know, and it was brilliant to watch. It was great fun. He was having huge fun, having the time of his life. Kids can cope. Doctor Who's always scary. That's the point of it. Okay. Doctor Who is scary. I'll lend you my DVD collection. Oh, thanks, Doctor Who, you can catch up. As soon as you like. Well, it's been long, hasn't it? Let's face oh. it. Maybe more John looks of that. Furious. He does. Not oh, no, no, he Kay. doesn't now. No, he's laughing. Kay's the one who gets most furious about our length, mm. I think you'll find. Kay's wearing double denim today. You can, no one can be furious in double denim. Yeah. That, I mean, listen, if there's any reason to continue the podcast, it's to talk about my outfit. That's called the Canadian tuxedo double denim. Is it? Mm. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's, that could be Never my favourite revelation of the whole podcast. Oh, good. On that revelation. Let's say goodbye. It's a goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. See you next time. Bye.